Welcome to season one of the Overcomers Podcast. We are going to talk to you about overcoming adversity and living your dreams. If you've ever struggled, this is for you. We're going to talk to you about such struggles as drug addiction, relationship struggles, parenting struggles, incarceration, being displaced from your home. We're even going to touch on things such as sexual assault, or even if you just struggle with finding your purpose, finding your passion, being part of a community, this is for you. Like I said, if you've ever struggled, this is for you. So welcome to the Overcomers Podcast, where we're going to help you to overcome the adversities of life and live your dreams. Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy, CT. I'm Travis Barnes. And I'm Cindy Barnes. And we're the founders of Journey 333 and the founders of the Overcomers Podcast, which is sponsored by Journey 333. Journey 333 is a place of fitness, coaching, and nutrition, mind, body, spirit, where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better. So those are our threes. And today, we got a rock star in the house, Sarah Cooperman. Yo, yo, yeah. All right. SCW, yes. So she is the CEO of SCW. She is the founder of Mania Conventions. She's the Illinois Businesswoman of the Year. She is a golden retriever lover. <laughs> She's a mother of four. Just an awesome lady. She's a personal friend. Uh, at times, I look at Sarah like a mentor because of some of the different things that she has just demonstrated and shown me. So we're super excited to have Sarah on the show today. Sarah, welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. I feel like I got a whoop, whoop, whoop right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, super excited. You know, our show is about overcoming adversity, living your dreams, and helping people to find strength in their struggles. And I love it that there's been some times where you and I have gotten to talk a little bit and understand a little bit of where you've come from. So maybe we should start first with what got you into fitness, because it's interesting that you're both uh, a lawyer and into fitness. And then uh, we can talk a little bit about the hurdles that you've had to overcome with SCW and mania and uh, that kind of thing. So if you could share. Well, um, I started when I was in high school, I was a dancer. And I was a pretty good dancer. So I was head of the student show and I did the choreography for the student show. And I was head of the dance troupe and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up that I was in Toshu so early when I was young. And I, you know, I think right now I'm about five, eight, but I think when I started out, I was five, nine and a half. I was really tall and I'm cramming my feet into these toe shoes and I ended up really messing up my feet and I had to get decide um, as a senior in high school, do I want to get this foot operation so I can basically walk without pain or do I want to pursue dancing? Well, I couldn't dance because my feet were killing me. So I decided to get the foot operation. And while there, I mean, I'm old, <laughs> so there was no physical therapy after I got this operation, but luckily one of my friends had a pool and a hot tub. So I used to go swimming at David's house and then we'd sit in the hot tub and I rub my foot and we'd talk. Well, that, hello, is rehab. So I was able to rehab the foot. I went to college, started dancing in college a little bit because I was gaining weight. You know, freshman 15 was probably freshman 20 for me. And I'm like, I'm not going there. So I started dancing and lo and behold, I could dance. My foot was great. So I started taking dance classes 
And I decided, oh my gosh, a chorus line is coming to Minneapolis, which was where I was at school in St. Paul, um, St. Paul, Minnesota. So I thought I'll go and it's like a free dance class with all these New York dancers to try out an audition for a chorus line. And there were like a hundred of us. I made it all the way down into the audition to there were four dancers left. And I didn't even have my my tap shoes. I ended up having to borrow my teacher's tap shoes and shoving some paper towels in the toes so I could fit into them. She was, she was six feet. She was even taller than me. And, but I can't sing. So of course I didn't make the traveling international cast of chorus line, but they said to me, you know, you're really good. You should pursue this. So I auditioned for a dance company because if I got to be an apprentice, I'd get free dance classes and I had no money. Okay. And they were $6. Oh my gosh, $6 a class, which is like 25 or $30 now. Cause hello, that was over 40 years ago. And I ended up auditioning for an apprenticeship and I made the company itself and I dance. I had to decide I'm going to go to school part-time and be a dancer. And my, my mom like freaked out and yelled at me and whatever. And my dad said, go for it, just do it. So I did it. And I really, it's embarrassing. I hated it. I hated staring at myself six hours a day. I hated eating hard boiled eggs and grapefruit and smoking cigarettes. Yes, I smoked cigarettes. And I was very cool and thin, but I just didn't like it. But I started I, the one thing I found is as a, as a dancer, you got to teach to pay your way with the company, with the dance company. So I started teaching and I was like, Law, this was who I was. I'm a teacher. And I fell in love with it. And even though I, you know, left the dance company after my six months was up, went back to school full time, decided I want to, I, I love this teaching and this was when like Jane Fonda was touring and I was it, I was like in one of her videos with her mother-in-law at the time and whatever. And I thought, I think fitness and this aerobics thing, whatever it's called by Dr. Cooper, I think it's going to catch on. And, and, but I knew I wanted to be a professional. So I ended up finishing college went to grad school, decided I was going to change the world and be a lawyer and go into criminal appeals. And everyone was innocent. And what I discovered is everyone is guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept teaching dance. And I was changing, not, not dance, I started teaching aerobics, you know, with um, 32 high leg kicks, kicks, very physiologically sound. But I found that I could change more lives by doing this fitness thing than I could with law. I still finished my law degree. I was a licensed attorney for like, I don't know, 20 years in Illinois, passed the bar, everything, but I opened a business and I, without ever <laughs> taking one accounting class, taking one marketing seminar, nothing. It's like, I, at least I had a law degree. So I could negotiate my own contracts that, you know, I didn't even know how to negotiate. It was basically, you know, me begging people to give us a decent deal, but at least I could read the contracts. So that's how I kind of started 
in the fitness industry. You know, we launch into these things and we're just stupid. But we, <laughs> if you have a love for it, if you have a passion for it, you go for it. Yeah. And when you launch in that way, you know, of course, you're going to go to the school of hard knocks because you're going to learn the hard way about the things <laughs> you don't know. Uh, one question, though, on a side note, do you still have that video with Jane Fonda? I'd like to oh check. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but, but if you watch, I think it's Home Alone 3, there's at one point he's home alone. I think he was sick. Maybe it was Home Alone 2. And he ends up shooting like a dart gun at a, at a TV, all right? Like a real TV, not a flat screen, one of those big butt TVs. He shoots and it, the dart hits on the instructor's butt. That's my butt. That was your butt. <laughs> That's it's my ass, okay? But, Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on this. Yeah. <laughs> this is so funny. A friend of mine was teaching and teaching and they kept having her face everybody and she was teaching and she got so nervous. She was off the beat. She screwed it up and they had a bunch of us in the room just like supporting her and I kept talking to her. I kept saying, Mary Ellen, just relax. You're a great instructor. Pretend the camera's not on. Pretend, just have fun. We're your friends. I was like out to here pregnant with, I think I was pregnant with Zach, with my third son. I have four boys. And I couldn't be in front of the camera. I was like, I felt like I was 11 months pregnant, like an elephant, right? But they finally, I kept coaching her and they moved me up and moved me up. And they finally said, would you just, we can't spend, we have no more time. Would you just go on the screen? And they saw that I was this big, huge pregnant thing. So they just turned me around. So all you saw was my back and my butt. Okay. Cause I didn't, you know, the perfect pregnancy is you don't look pregnant from behind. Right? <laughs> So good. it's my butt that the dart's going on. So that's my little, that's like my, that's my claim to fame. I'm going to find it. Well, it was a popular movie. And yeah. you, got, you got your butt on that movie. <laughs> yeah. I made my mark, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> so, good. so good. So you started your business. What yeah. was the original business? What was the name of it? What was it? Yeah. It was it was Sarah City Workout, SCW, but people used to write checks. So it was much easier for them to write. We just started, uh, yeah, just write SCW rather than Sarah City Workout. You remember checks? Like people actually used to use them. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of evolved. And a friend of mine said, you know, I said, shouldn't I change my, my name to like the American aerobic institute or the international you know council on exercise safety or shouldn't i change and he said no everybody knows your you know everybody knows your name you know like uh so we kept scw and we never changed it um and the mania conventions oh this is and travis you'll love this cindy you'll love this maybe cindy will love this even more I'm, I was with my friends, like my best friends, we're walking down Halstead Street in Chicago, if people know Halstead, there's a thing called Midnight Mania in Chicago, where you go from bar to bar to bar, and you basically, it's like a drunken, you know, uh, bar crawl, yeah. and it's midnight, and I'm drunk, <laughs> oh, not that I drink, but 
Um, I, I here I am drunk with my husband, who is my boyfriend at the time, and friends. And I'm like, I'm going to do a fitness conference, and we're not going to call it Midnight Mania. We're going to call it Mania. So that's how we got the name of Mania for the conferences, because I'm basically an alcoholic. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> This is becoming a different type of show. So, right, right, right. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have 27 more days to go and you'll get a chip. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's awesome. You know, I was listening to a radio show the other day and they said that when you drink alcohol uh, a little bit, uh, that they say you're 10% more creative or something like that. So you were drinking alcohol and you created uh, the idea for Mania Conventions. And Well, well we did have... I did know I wanted to do this. I just okay. didn't know what to call it. So, oh, yeah. okay. All right. So just a little so I got I cu- I to cut myself a little, a little alcoholic slack here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how long has SCW, like when did it start? What year? Did oh, my. It I think it was, I think it was 87. I think. I think I don't rem- I don't even remember. I have a T-shirt upstairs. I should look at it. It's got it on the back. But I know we've been doing mania conventions for 36 years. Wow. But I started doing workshops. Like we opened a studio, and the studio was called Sarah's City Workout. Um, um, and it was called Sarah City Workout because a friend of mine. Well, she became a friend. She was my personal training client. Her name is Judy, and she's since passed away, but she was amazing, big branding, huge businesswoman, very inspirational. She was, I think she was one of my first mentors because she owned this business that was branding and design. She had gorgeous stuff. And she said, call Sarah City Workout because we had a little studio in in Chicago, downtown, Oprah Winfrey and all the Harpo staff used to come there. Really small, only felt like 24 to 28 people. Stedman Graham used to come. Oprah used to come regularly. I lost all my money (laughs) doing this (laughs) silly little studio that didn't work. But I loved it. And we started doing training workshops. So if you want to know if you're starting your first business, trust me, you're going to fail. And if you're going to fail, fail big time. I lost, oh my gosh, I lost $35,000 in less than a year. All that was, that's a huge amount of money 40 years ago, huge or 38 years ago. Um, And I lost a down payment to a house. My aunt had passed away, left me the money. This is the, I thought I could open this business, but during the whole time of it, we, you know, low impact started. People didn't know how to teach it. And I thought, I know how to teach it. I'm a dancer. I'm not going to jump. I can get a great workout just doing a step touch and a mambo. This is, this is a workout. We went, no, you're not going to, you're not sweating. You're not in pain. It's not a work. I'm like, no, you can do this. If you do it and you use your arms and you bend your knees and you you can get a good workout that's safe and effective and it doesn't have to be ultra complicated. It can, you can do it. So I trained people how to do low impact. And that's, that's how I started doing workshops. We started by, I know Travis, I never showed, told you this story, but this small studio, 
I decided to do a workshop. So I ordered the entire state of the Illinois yellow pages, which filled the whole men's bathroom. Okay, because we only had Stedman. I had Stedman and my two other guys that came and the rest were, you know, you know, 40 other women. So I filled it up there and I tore out the health club pages because there was no internet. There were no computers when I started my business. And then my dad told me, type it up on three across, 10 down, you know, those sticky labels. And then when people move, you can tear it off and put on a new label. And then I put all the A's on one sheet, all the B's on another, and I could photocopy. So I didn't have to retype things. So okay. I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. And that was my dad. He was a small businessman. Sure. And that's how I started. That, that was, was our first main, mailing list. And we did that for, I want to say five, five, maybe almost 10 years. And then computers started. And my best friend, Susan, had a business and she let me use her computer. And Patty, my first employee ever, got to, she typed in all the sticky labels. Wow. And it was like, oh, this is so cool. There were no email addresses. There were no websites. There were no nothing. Wow. And, and that's, that's kind of how we started. You just... Such a you good know, people think you pivot now, baby. If you don't pivot your whole way in business, you're nowhere. Well, you know, that's such a good lesson because they see SCW and they see SCW all around the country and, you know, putting mm -hmm. on these different conventions. But just to hear how it started, you know, just little workshops and, you know, your first system, something like that, having to do with the yellow pages and stickies and mail. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, because you said that you failed in business when you first started and that that's part oh. of the process. What was one piece of advice or one lesson learned uh, that you got from, you know, your first failure in business? What was well, that? well, there's two things. I'm going to tell you the story of the fire. Cause I know you love that, even right. though I hate you for loving it. Uh, um, love it. And I did do the computer thing. I was so excited. I was so excited. And we could print out badges, you know, from this, we used Word Perfect, which, which was the predecessor to Word. And we made mailing labels into badges for the conference. And we're print, we printed out all these badges and all these tickets. And then I'm drinking a cup of coffee the morning. Like, oh, no, no. I think it was like the, the evening. I'm drinking my last cup of coffee because we're almost ready to go. Spilled my coffee all over the badges. Oh. We had to stay up all night before the first mania and reprint every single badges. So first lesson is when you have a registration table, no liquids. And I hold that true today. <laughs> and then we had one experience. Um, this was in 2018, which it wasn't that long ago. I mean, if you look back, um, there was a fire in our office. Now we knew that we kind of had, I don't want to say faulty electricity, but a, about a couple of years before that, we had one computer kind of go pop in your light switch. You know, I was in a, you know, a, a building from the fifties and it looked nice. It was painted nice. We had cute bathrooms and all these colors and everybody loved it. Um, 
but one of the little outlets went pop and it, 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 it kind of fried one of the computers. So they fixed that outlet, but that was kind of it. But we had, you know, because you have fire regulations, you got to have your, your, your fire. We had, we were always up to date with our codes because I'm a lawyer and I'm a little bit of a freak. So we had the fire, what's it called? Extinguisher. Hello, that's a hard word. <laughs> and and it, it was during the office hours. So we just took the fire extinguisher, went right by the, the little outlet and boom, it stopped. Oh, it was great. Fine. We didn't think anything of it. Then two years later, I guess they estimate it was 630 at night and we got another pop and the computer like lit up nobody was in the office. We're a real nine to five business. My staff will work on the weekends for manias and the nights and, and they, trust me, they work long hours. But our office was always, we were done by five. They were, everybody's home. Family's a big part of who we are. That's, they're gone. My whole office burned down. Oh, no. I lost everything. Now, thank God people were on portable computers at this time and could take them home. We only lost one portable computer and we lost our file server, which <laughs> our file server was being backed up regularly to our file server, which means oh, you no. morons, if your files, yeah, if your file server is going to fry, what's it going to fry? It's going to fry itself, you idiots. We had no backup of some of our accounting. Luckily, emails were sent and everything was updated. We could reconfigure everything, but we lost every computer. There was a firewall between all our storage stuff, but because the fire department comes in, they smash windows, they de destroy everything. All our, all our BOSUs, our bands, our foam rollers, all our sound equipment was just like the smell of smoke just penetrated everything. We lost everything, every, every, every pen holder, everything we lost. And um, so for our listeners, this wasn't uh, office. This was where you stored everything that you used to put on a convention. 12 years, we hadn't missed one rent payment. We'd never even been one, five minutes late. 10,000 square foot of 24 sound systems, 48, oh no, no more, 60 something speakers, everything. And so at least the equipment wasn't demolished, but we had to clean it. And they said to us, well, you can just spend I think it was 60 or $80,000 and we'll just fumigate and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, honey, I just lost everything. I don't have 60, $80,000. I'm not going. And, and, but we figured out that if we spent 15,000 and cleaned it ourselves, that's a big savings. Yeah. So we sat there, we bought all the equipment, we're washing stuff. We washed everything and we didn't let anyone know. Because if we, because it was right between Florida mania and Atlanta mania, luckily we had eight weeks. So it took us four weeks to clean. And our creative department is still sending out emails and pushing Atlanta mania and pushing Dallas mania and keeping the money coming in. And my whole staff is sitting there scrubbing, 
everything, washing everything. The fire department came in that night and they're like, you can't go in. You can't go in. And I'm like, I got my computer. My computer was saved. It was in my office and my door was there. And my door, I don't know if my door had been shut or something, but they looked as you can't go in. And my husband's there and my ops director was there. And we look at each other. We look at each other. And Al goes, my husband, Al said, we're going in. And we walked in the back took my computer, not the, not the, the keyboard or the screen or anything, just unplugged, took it. We also took the file server because we thought maybe we could save some of it. And that wasn't my computer lasted. Yay. But not the file server and, and the portable that we thought it was melted. We couldn't get to it, but we just took that out. Oh, it was just, and we made it. We got to Atlanta mania. Yeah. We had to buy all new boxes for the storage of everything because it was really the boxes. I don't know if I'm getting too dramatic, but the boxes that absorb, like I thought if we open windows and air out this 10,000 square foot warehouse, we'll just use the warehouse. And when Atlanta comes in like, you know, is six to eight weeks, whatever, it'll be fine. And they said, no, you got to get everything out immediately because the oil from the smell mm-hmm. penetrates even deeper and it would have gone through the boxes into everything that was in this, this 10,000 square foot warehouse that was connected to the office that was totally burnt. Like yeah. everything from thumbtacks, everything was just bleh, destroyed. So I had a call, <laughs> I called, oh my God, what's the name of the rent? The truck rental place. I can't even remember. Oh, rider or something. Yeah, something like that. We got, a, we got a big truck. We emptied the warehouse off, washed everything, put it in the truck. I'm like, I got no place to move it to. So I call my landlord and I'm like, Pat, I don't know where to go. I mean, do you, and he's like, I think I have a place. Mm. It was less than five minutes away. There was one of his guys that was renting, had two warehouses and he, and he wasn't using one. So we said, why don't you call him, see if you can sublet, see if you can use them, use the space. And I said, all right, I gave him a phone call. He goes, you know what? I'm gonna give it to you for the rest of the lease, which was through like for four months, I'm gonna pay it forward. I can't believe you made it through this. It's empty. Go on in and use it. Five minutes away, within less than 24 hours, we had a place to move everything and clean. And it was horrible, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. We had to rebuild the office. We had to put carpet. We had to da da da. I mean, we had no air conditioning. We had to put in, it was a mess, but we had a place to go. So, such a lesson that, you know, like these adversities build our mental and emotional muscles, right? So this adversity was the one that gave you the strength to be prepared for the pandemic that's happened recently. It tried to basically shut down the whole fitness industry for a period of time. Uh, so, you know, I'm thinking about this and here's what I'm realizing is that you needed to keep those shows going because otherwise, you know, the fire is wiping you out and then you have no income to rebuild. And all of a sudden, you know, like SCW could be, you know, no more, you know, cause you, you gotta have that. So people don't know how you struggled in silence to make this happen. You know, I, 
I know for us, when the pandemic happened, we quickly switched to virtual and all of a sudden all, all of our locations are under one virtual roof. And, and then just before Pennsylvania was able to reopen, we lost our director of that location just a couple weeks. And, and we were like, what are we gonna do? And so Cindy and I are like, well, on our wall, it says never give up. So I guess we reopened that location ourselves. And then because of the lack of revenue and because of how long we were shut down, we were like, okay, well, I guess what we're going to have to do is open and close because we can't pay any help right at the moment, you know, so like that will be our process. But those moments, those moments is, that's our training ground, right? You know, so uh, when you got to the pandemic, I'm sure that you've been able to call on the strength of your past of all the years of uh, just different little hurdles that you had to jump over. I mean, you know. Yeah, it, it keeps you strong. It's like, I love overcomer i love the name of your podcast because the the these events that happen you have a choice you can take one path and and nobody is going to fault you for closing down or you know during a pandemic nobody's going to fault you for closing your business i looked at my husband i'm like you know I'm in my 50s. What am I doing? This is fine. I'm at the end of my 50s. I've been doing this for over 30 years. No harm, no foul. You know, you can go down that path. But I'm telling you, if you take the other road, it's much harder. But it does. It gives you the strength. Like when the pandemic hit, I thought, oh, file server. You know, it's like we're going we're going virtual. And you have to make these tough decisions. Are you going to lay people off? Are you going to furlough them? Are you going to, and you clean house and it makes you better. It makes you better because now it's like, I, you know, my, my budget has never been tighter than ever. It's harder to make decisions, but you just, you buck up, you make the tougher decisions. But you know, that kind of perseverance though, they say that the person who has the why can figure out anyhow. And so I guess I'd like to learn your why for, you know, being the CEO of SCW, for your why for creating Mania Conventions, you know, your, your why that allowed you to persist through a warehouse fire and allowed you to persist through a pandemic. You know, what is the why? What is the why? You know, I hear about that, you know, oh, you're supposed to find your why. You're supposed to put, it, put a picture on your computer. And I'm like, um, I look at the pictures on my computer and they're my code to Wi-Fi when I get kicked out and a little map of the USA. And I do have a post-it note that says majoring in the minors. I don't like to major in the minors. I want to keep my focus on a bigger picture. I have a, I talked to my friend Connie about this. Like, what is my purpose? What is my passion? And I think a lot of it, maybe it's pretty simple that my mother was actually a very, uh, she was obese. She was 340 pounds. And I saw her, lead her life and as she got bigger and bigger and bigger her life kind of got smaller and smaller and smaller because she was really limited not just physically but mentally by her past or whatever you know i'm very lucky my dad was uh, an amazing inspiration 
but I think my passion is, you know, health, whether it be because the physical is the mental, it all rolls in together. And if, you know, if I really look into my screwed up brain to figure out why I'm getting drunk walking down a street in Chicago, I uh, thank God I wasn't alone. I was with friends who probably are as screwed up as me, but, um, I want to do something creative. I want to do something to make the world a better place. My dad was amazing and had, I mean, I grew up with a nuclear free zone sign on my lawn when it was not cool. Okay. My dad worked in the temple. I'm Jewish. My dad worked in the temple, worked for the anti-discrimination league the, in, and the national association for colored people NAACP. You know, I was brought up in this very, I guess it's, it was seen as liberal, but right now it's probably politically progressive um, environment. So I feel like making the world a better place and figuring out different pathways to get there is really important to me. So I guess that's my, I guess that's my why. And basically to send my four boys to college. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, you know, I mean, because we can never forget who we're doing it for. That's one. Seeing the impact of uh, negative health, you know, just how that can be with the ones that we love. Wanting, you know, that I think all of us to get into fitness, we just enjoy helping other people and we're passionate about sharing fitness. And uh, you've shared it in a really big way, you know. So thank you for what you've been doing for our industry for so many years to help coaches become better coaches and just help spread the message of fitness so that we can all uh, have that impact, you know? So you've changed your impact from just you to others. Right, but I, I want to thank you guys because I don't think people realize, you know, Travis does a lot of complimentary presenting. He's not just training you, the 333 franchises. He's, He's sharing his knowledge with the world. We've been on webinars together. There's hundreds of people in there. He's presenting at Mania conventions. He and Cindy bring staff and we appreciate that. And he's, you've got a bigger brand than your own. And we, we appreciate that at, at Mania's and at SCW. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much. It's an honor. It's an honor to work with you all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask one question. So four boys. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Four <laughs> boys. We only have one girl, but um, she's are, like having four boys. She is. Yeah. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. And uh, so, husband, four boys. Are they into fitness? Do they they oh, a part of the the conferences? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that, because well, well, my husband exercises like every day. Like he'll take off maybe one, two days a week just because he gets up a little bit later in the morning, but every morning he's exercising. He's a lawyer also. So we met at law school. We used to jog together. He picked me up basically jogging. We used to jog together. And then one day I had a bug in my eye and that again, he got a little too close for comfort and that was it. Um, and yeah, stories you didn't really want to know. And then, um, and then my boys, oh my God, I have one that's still playing D3 hockey and may go play uh, professionally in Europe. I don't think he's, you know, um, NHL at this point, but that's what he wants to do. All, I had three in travel hockey at one point. 
Um, one ended up with a few too many concussions, doesn't do it anymore, but he snowboards and he climbs. I've got another one who loves jujitsu, ended up going and got a bronze. Okay, he's got a white belt. He's like playing, you know, wrestling six-year-olds. But he just, they're, they're all like these athletes. Um, and it's, so it kind of, travels with the family. Nobody's interested in SCW though. I'm still trying to find somebody who'll want to take it over is, my it role. Is, you is. never know. <laughs> Maybe your daughter. Maybe <laughs> your daughter. <laughs> awesome. You know, our our listeners are fitness enthusiasts. They are entrepreneurs. They are people that uh, have a struggle to overcome. That is something that we feel that our brand, Journey 333, and the Overcomers brand uh, basically attracts. We attract team members. We attract members into our facilities that uh, just appreciate our story of overcoming and they got something to overcome too. And we're just all on the journey together. So any uh, final words of wisdom when it comes to, uh, you know, everything that you've overcome, you know, you're, you've been at this a while. You're not a, uh, people will see sometimes overnight success or, oh, you know, they, they just feel like you just must've just been put there, right? You know, poof. Okay. You know, but there's been a lot of work and you've shared a lot today. Um, but, uh, you know, what it, would you share with our listeners? It, it, I think it's, um, it's kind of fun with the struggles. I mean, this is going to sound a little kind of odd, but this pandemic at certain times has been kind of fun. Like we figured out these two days or one day specialty events like our active aging conference, like, oh my gosh, we did 300 people register. We have already over 200 people for this one day aqua exercise summit. People are coming from all over the world. The PT apex that we're going to be doing, you know, all over. But I love the name of your business. It's journey 333. Okay. It's not center 333 program 333, you know, it's journey. And if you, I got to tell you, if you can't enjoy the journey, I see you going the wrong way down the path. It is a journey. Yeah. You know, you're going to take the wrong path. A branch is going to fall on you. A bear is going to attack you. You know, <laughs> you'll see a beautiful bird. You'll see a gorgeous, you know, a gorgeous canyon. You'll enjoy a waterfall now and then. You just hope that you keep going down the path because that waterfall is there. You know, it, it, it may be raining today. It'll be sunny tomorrow. You just kind of keep going. Yeah, enjoy the journey. Embrace the journey. Uh, yeah. I think it was Robert Holden who said, instead of life happening to you, that it's happening for you, even the adversities. That's what you're kind of making me think of right now when you say that. So the people that are listening, they might be wondering, you know, I'd like to there a little bit more you know, how can I uh, get to an SCW or you know that kind of thing you know so you know Sarah uh, one you know what's the best way to follow you connect with you and then two uh, share with our listeners who is SCW for is it just for coaches is it just you know who comes to SCW right um we it's it's interesting um we are about 74% group X instructors, 60%, a little over 60% now personal trainers, and about 28 
We used to be 27%. Now through this pandemic, we're 28.5% owners and managers. These are people that do both things or are also aspiring to be owners and managers or the general public that's aspiring thinking, you know what, I wanna check out if could I be a trainer, could I be a group fitness instructor? So I wanna say it's for everyone, but it kind of stick, sticks within the group X, PT, owners, managers, or aspi aspiring professionals. And it's just SCW fit, scwfit.com. And they can go wherever you want. We got, we've got the events up there. We've got 38 different certifications up there. And we have continuing education programs. And we're with these wonderful free webinars, which Travis has been on. How many of you been on now? Two or three? Oh, yeah, at least three, I feel like. I think at least three. He's like every other like, month, every month he's been on. I'm, and it's like, it's like, oh, I know who I can call. Um, and and these, the free webinars we do Tuesday and Thursday nights, which are really nice, yeah. are really nice for people. And they're, they're 45 minutes and they're always panels. All these people that either agree or disagree and on topics ranging from nutrition to leadership to, you know, we did a great one, huge attendance on training your butt. Okay, you know, it was a gluteal extravaganza. I have no idea. It was, you know. Yeah, and now we've come full circle because if you pay attention to that one, you might get your butt on TV like Sarah did. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There okay. you go. And to follow you, what's the best way? Is it Facebook, Instagram? Uh, what's the best way to follow Sarah Cooperman? We, I've got a, I've got a really, it's Sarah Cooperman Fitness. Okay. It's three words, Sarah Cooperman Fitness, and it's Cooperman with a K. So it's S-A-R-A-K-O-O-P-E-R-M-A-N, Fitness. We, uh, I've also got Sarah Cooperman, but it got full. I've got over 5,000, so I had to do the fitness side, and, and that's, that's a great way. And I put up all, I put up fun videos and you will get to see videos of my golden retriever, which, or pictures of my kids. They hate it. <laughs> That's why I post it because awesome. mothers are supposed to annoy their children. Yes. <laughs> well, follow Sarah, attend an SCW event. I've even had friends tell me that our conferences look a lot more fun than theirs. And they'd actually, they're just fitness enthusiasts that work out in our gyms and they'd like to attend and you're welcome to attend. You don't need to be a trainer to get in and uh, you can be an aspiring owner, aspiring trainer, a fitness enthusiast and check out SCW. Sarah, thank you for being on the Overcomers podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. This is great. Go everybody, take the journey, overcome. Thank you. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers podcast sponsored by Journey 333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers podcast, I'm working at one of our fitness franchises so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right, people come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life, motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications, fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more, 
people to overcome their adversities. If you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, go to www.journeyfitness333.com.